Hey, hey, welcome back. I'm Shiko. And I'm Gathani. And this is OK Kia. Here's season two, baby. Season two, man. Gang, gang. Nyaje. Powers, mambos. Mambos, powers, powers. Gathani, how you been? How you living? How you feeling? How you breathing? In and out is how I'm breathing. Wow. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Period. Gang. <laughs> and you have to hold. You breathe in, hold, out, hold. Wow. Somebody oh, say wow. therapized. Gang, gang. Therapized, <laughs> indeed. I'm yeah. a new man. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. Um. Yeah, so I'm good. Um. My uterus has exploded, which... I mean, like, I'm so tired. <laughs> what in the TMI? Excuse wow. me. No, I'm like, this you is how you decided to start this episode. Yeah, because <laughs> it is like how my life currently is, is very focused on this. I'm just like, I've been eating a lot of chocolate, you know, and then like my... Like I was eating a lot of food. You know when you're just like eating a lot of food? You've seen those things for... I cried for four hours over paper tearing and then my period started. And yeah. I realized that it was just that. Like I'm not a pussy is what the thing does. Yeah, I feel like that's been my state. I'm just like, I'm emotional. Never mind, I'm not. It's hormones. So other than me eating a lot of chocolate, I'm Gucci. I had a good week. I had an event on Thursday that went well. Gang. Let me tell you, I'm a boss bitch. But anyway, that's how I am. You sure <laughs> you guys? Sure how y'all doing? Yeah, bro. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm, I had a really nice rest, restful day today. I hosted yesterday. I hosted people over for a potato party. Um, really, that's my life. That's my life's work. <laughs> <laughs> if I could have potato parties for life and not have to worry about like adult responsibilities, I think that's that's like where it's at on um, brand. But what you have to tell us what a potato party is, surely. So, so there was this um tweet that went around maybe a month ago about um a party, but where everyone brings potatoes prepared a different style. And just based on the number of people who sent that tweet to me, I was like, I am meant for this. This one is the Holy Spirit <laughs> speaking. Um, it's your calling. So I was like, yeah, it's my calling. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm uh, Potejo, um, a waru lover, and uh, I'm not ashamed. So... Amen. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I had everyone, I had, so because I'm in tiny house living, um, I can't have everyone that I would have wanted to come. So I figured I'll start with my closest friends and then invite, I know I have other people that are my friends because we share this love for Waru's. So, um, I think I'll be having various editions. Um, based on the success of yesterday's so it was really exciting um everyone brought something um well we had one one friend didn't bring anything but uh, under the circumstances it was understandable but yeah it was just Mm -hmm. 
so fun. We had um, uh, shepherd's pie, bajia, um, crisps, dofi. Ebu say for me, Shiko. Dofinois. Dofinois. <laughs> Potatoes. Potatoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, but the thing that surprised me is that there was no, nobody brought chips, which I would imagine is like the most basic of warus. Um, but you told them not basic. to bring chips. They listened to you. I actually didn't end up telling she people didn't. not to bring chips. I left it open. So, um, oh. Gavani, of course, brought vodka, uh, true to her brand. On brand. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but it was such a great time. So because everyone was bringing potatoes, I decided to make meat. So I had like a roast chicken thighs and I made a um, beef, beef ribs, braised beef ribs, um, which were really delicious. Ooh. Although they took quite a while so good. to make. So, so good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm about that life. I need like a crock pot, instant pot. Um, something that kind of shortens the time, but I basically I've had a a good week overall, capped by a party of a lifetime. Nice, that sounds fun. Mm. <sighs> so good. And now you? Away, how was your week? My week has been going honestly. Um, I'm been very tired. I think that's just the theme of my week. Tired. Um, it just flew by. I don't really recall much that happened. I know I had practice um, three times this week, which obviously kept me pretty busy. Um, I'm really excited about this team. I think I already said that last week, but I'm very excited about this team. Um, And then I just had my regular work stuff going on. Um, And what else did I do? I didn't make it to the gym this week, which was very unfortunate. But it it is what it is. Sometimes you just need a it week off. It is what it is. I know. I'll be back at it again tomorrow. So we'll be better tomorrow. But as for this week, I just needed a little break. Um, yeah. I It's Halloween. So there's a lot of Halloween events and stuff going on. And right. I don't know when I became a babe of not liking public events. Like big crowds and everything. But I think it's understandable the state of the world right now, especially in America. Like, I feel like every other week or every other day we are seeing like wild things happening in crowds or festivals or whatever it is. So this this weekend I was like, nah, fam, I'm not dressing up. I'm not doing anything. It's also cold and gloomy. And you know, Halloween costumes are supposed to be cute and sexy. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm, I'm not about it right now. I'm not about it. So, um, yeah, we just chilled at home. Um, what is, I feel like there's something that happened that I felt, oh, we went for sushi last night. Um, which was really fun. We saw, we saw in your stories. You saw my rolls. Don't worry about it. Those rolls were so fire, honestly. Um, It had been a while since we've gone out for sushi, so that was a fun time. But yeah, it's been a pretty simple, straightforward week. Do kids in your place trick or treat? Trick or treat? Yeah, I was going to ask also. Technically, Monday is Halloween. 
in my neighborhood, we don't really have children. We are more of a young professionals type of neighborhood. We have like a lot of young professionals and we also have a lot of like retired older people who like are single, single old retired type of people, you know, women and men. So I don't really think like, oh, granted the two years that I've lived here, it's been COVID. So it's not like kids were trick-or-treating. But now you've reminded me, maybe I should yeah. just go and have a bag of candy in my house just, just in case some, some candy. Just stop maybe. by tomorrow. Just yeah. maybe, yeah. Yeah. We'll see in how case it goes. the kids we'll rock up and you're like, sorry, we only have popcorn. I, I ain't got none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you don't we'll be that, that house. Goes. Anyway, don't be that okay. house. You're right. <laughs> Nyam, you ready? I am. Are um, you ready? Yeah, I did research on Let's songs. I've forgotten the song that I was going to sing. But also, I met someone who told me that they like the song. So, guess what, guys? <laughs> Rubbish, start a new song. You have a song? No, I can't find one. Yeah, I'm just been. But I was going to sing, I was going to sing the one. one for... You know whose song I was going to sing? Yeah. The one for... Oh, Nani, what's his name? Kodak Black. Which one? Imagine Gatani, the Gatani, thing is refusing all, no, to make a sound. It's okay. Work. First of all, work. I'm very shocked work. that Nyam, I mean, Gatani knows who Kodak Black is. Work. work. Right? Work. Spin. 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 I only know this because oh, yeah. I <laughs> All I did is Google spin songs. And he was on my list. So that was the song I picked for this week. Work. Next week, it might work. be Kelly Minogue. Work. You know? Work. Spin, 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 spin. That's your song for the week. Congratulations. Okay, <laughs> okay now Again, the sound is on. Oh, work, 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 work. Spin, spin, spin. spin. <laughs> <laughs> Even the wheel has refused. Do we do? Do we do? Oh, there we go. <laughs> that wheel was like, I nice. don't know if I feel like doing this today. Yeah, I'm telling you, the wheel, wheel has doesn't like. It doesn't like the new song, guys. Even the wheel is. No, I think it's just your uterus, Kadani, that's making the wheel not do its work. Yeah, yeah. my uterus is in retrograde. Is in retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> okay, please, please let's stop it there. Um, what <laughs> the category we have landed on is in my sights. Ooh, so what are we looking forward to? What are you looking forward to? Shit. Who wants to go first? Hmm. I can go. So, okay. November is going to be kind of a busy month as you may have heard or seen or known. Um this year was wedding season, the whole year. <laughs> For me and my husband, we've been everywhere attending weddings. Um, and in November, our last wedding is happening. Um, Chris, I don't know. You guys are going to make fun of me. He's standing in the wedding. What, what do you oh, say? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's uh-huh. a groomsman. No, no, he's no, a groomsman please. in the wedding. He's standing in the wedding. Mami so he's shady. standing. I'm not he's shady. That's how you say He's standing for the wedding. He's, no, please. Anyway, he's, he's a groomsman. <laughs> he's one of the groomsmen in that wedding, and it's going to be in Miami. We'll be back there. Um, so 
that would be a fun time and then the week after that um is going to be thanksgiving and we will be in florida again because this year we're going to be spending um thanksgiving with um christian side of the family so that's what's in my sights I'm looking forward That's to those cool. trips being over. Not even, I mean, I love seeing the people that we're going to see, but I'm tired. Have you ever felt like you're always doing something? Again. Like, yeah. I'm so tired. This year, me and Christian are probably just going to sit in the house for Christmas. We're not going to anyone's house. We're not even, like, inviting anyone. She says that like, now. I'm so ready to just <laughs> do nothing. Maybe we'll go to a restaurant for dinner, but that's it. Mm. I don't believe mm. you. Nice. If okay. you don't believe me, it's okay. I, might I feel like in Mexico. on we'll Instagram, see. we'll just see who's catching flights, not feelings. Just wait. I mean, go. <laughs> Your brand does not allow you to be home for Christmas, but it's fine. I support you we'll see. right now as you Thanks. believe you'll be support home for Christmas. I, support, I support my it. vision. I support it. I'm here for you. <laughs> All right, that sounds like a cool thing to look forward to. Gadosh, Nawewe? Um, November is my events. <laughs> I have like three events in November. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to them, but also not looking forward to them. I can't wait for November to be over, but like, because they'll go well if they go when they go well <laughs> they will go well mm-hmm. they will when go they well, go well sure. it'll be magnificent um but at planning them is just like a headache you know what's the location um what do i need to print you know these things for branding and ugh, boring um so then i have to tell you Sorry, I'm interrupting you. I have to tell you, on this um, event stuff and everything, every time mm-hmm. I go on LinkedIn and I see your posts, it like it takes so much self-control not to just hype you up like the streets <laughs> on, on a professional platform. <laughs> I have to be like, so well crazy. done, Gadoni. Good Why job, Gadoni. Because Yam has told me the exact <laughs> same thing. Like, she has to remember it's LinkedIn. So she's just like, yeah. that is such a good job. Congratulations. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm like, I ought to be like, not you being that bitch. <laughs> but then I know. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> being like, you're doing such yeah. a good job. <laughs> Cheers. <Yeah>. You know. <laughs> Thanks. Don't worry. If you put well one exclamation done. mark, I will know. The exclamation mark is bitch. We need to get a LinkedIn code. <laughs> Yes, that's our secret LinkedIn um, code. We'll start putting exclamation marks. That's when yeah. that's bitch. When it's like, yes, bitch. Exactly. Exclamation mark. <laughs> that's it. Because, I mean, we can't write bitch, unfortunately. Even you guys, every time I'm like, Yam writes one of her, oh, I was training someone. And I'm just like, yes, bitch, let's go get it. Then I'm like, oh, delete, 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 delete. That is so interesting. <laughs> How insightful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know? <laughs> Too funny. Um, let's see. Uh, so what I'm looking forward to is maybe the Too Early for Birds show. Um, so Too Early for Birds is um, like Kenyan theater based on historical events. And they have a show. I think it's this coming weekend. 
Um, it is on Saturday. Yeah, on Saturday we're going for the Saturday show. Um, I'm really excited. We went for the last one where they were looking at the life of Tom Boyer. Um, I think this time it's about P.D. Shaw, who was a police inspector, a white police inspector. But I've been seeing like some of the clips this week of the um, the actors in in during rehearsals. I also have um, a couple of friends who are involved in the show. So that's the thing I'm looking forward to, I think, this week. Cool. Yeah. Sounds fun, sounds fun. Hi, sounds yeah. exciting. Cool. All right. Trigger, trigger, so. warning. Trigger, trigger, warning. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Major. The box of tissues you had last week, keep it close. We're continuing the conversation that we had last week with relationships. This episode is targeted more towards marriage and children's. Um, so, yeah, trigger warning. Yeah. We're talking about loin Indeed. springers. <laughs> exactly. Loin springers are also then. joy bringers. Ooh, um, bars. Okay. It's a rhyme, my guys. Bars. Don't bars, give it away. Bars. Don't give it away. So <laughs> then we hope you enjoy this episode. Hiya guys, welcome to season well, not the season. Look at me already failing and I've just started. Welcome to episode three of season two. Um last week we talked about relationships and we kind of hinted that there is more because we just touched the surface on relationships last week. So this week what we're gonna talk about is the aspect of marriage and children when it comes to relationships tell you a little bit of our relationship history when it comes to marriage and all that stuff so let's start by talking about what our marriage slash relationship slash engagement history is i think i'm going to start because okay. mine is the most straightforward <laughs> um, Go off, um as i mentioned last week i started dating christian in high school and honestly, we got married in 2017. Um, we've been dating since 2010. We've been together since 2010. And I'm still currently married to my husband. That is my story. <laughs> <laughs> what a history. Gazani? I know. What a, you what know, a my history. life is always so complicated. But this is the first question where I'm like, wow, it's just Pretty so straightforward. Straightforward. Exactly. So cool. Yeah. Um, Galen, you want to go next? Ah, uh, uh, please. Cornelius, we're not playing that game today. So, mine is, I've never been married. Praise the name of the living God. Um, I, I have been engaged um, once. Have been in the past because I broke off the engagement. So, I dated the guy from the time I was 25 for like six and a half years. And then um, four years in lies is it sometime in the middle of those six and a half years he proposed and then oh but we were living together so we were living together we're together six and a half years we were living together from year two to four and a half whatever anyway we lived together for four years four years plus a bit yeah it's crazy isn't it funny when you think about things in retrospect like everything just meshes together all the yeah. years just yeah, it feels like one week, but also four years is a long time. So I think we lived together four years. We were together. It feels longer. 
Anyway, we were together Lem- six. Can I ask? Which means so, I did long distance for two years. The devil is a liar. That is what I was going to start with. I'm like, you're not telling us the 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 before living together. Okay, so we all of it met when distance. I was 25. No, we met when I was 25. He wasn't in this country. He was from... I imported him. So... <laughs> 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 you can't trust the Rocco foreigners. You gotta import your own. So, um, we met at work. He was my, I was going to say, colleague. That's the word. Okay, he was my colleague. Um, then we did long distance for two years, and then because I'm attached to my country, I was like, me, I don't want to move. So he moved. Um, oh, was that an option? Yeah, well, kind of, but no, not really. Because it's complicated. So their country, you have to do an exam. And then after you do the exam, um, you have to do two exams before you get like the work permit or something. I mean, like the process is just a headache. And then after, it's only after you're like a resident that you can start working. And then, you know, Europe, the taxes are like 75% of your salary. So maintaining two people or having like one salary on that side doesn't make sense. Um, so it just First, made more sense before you continue your story, Gadani. I just need to give a whatever. My neighbor is washing his car outside and his music is really loud. So if you guys hear music in the background, I apologize. It's okay. Okay. So yeah, after two years, he moved here. And when he moved here, I think a month after he moved here, we moved in together. No, it was probably longer than a month. No, it was a, a month after he moved here, we moved in together. And yeah. Um, we were together total six and a half years, four years living together. So I guess a lot of people are like, that was basically a marriage. I don't know that it was, I said last week that, um, after we got engaged, I got exhausted thinking about the possibility of getting married because of the setup of our family. So I stalled it and I was easy, like genuinely Oprah stead manning the hell out of that thing. And then he acted a fool. And I ain't got time for nobody who acts a fool. So I left him. <laughs> and that's my history for engagement. Yeah. So that's my history. And when did you guys break up? In the year of our Lord 2019. In 2019? 2019? 2019, June. June? It was June. Yeah, it was just after the mm. wedding. So June. June of 2019. So we dated from December. Which wedding? We can't say names. In their country, we'd gone oh, for a wedding. Oh, a friend's wedding. Sorry, yes. you know, you, we've been yeah. talking about Chico's wedding. So I'm like, right after Chico's wedding, Chico's wedding was not... No, no, he was at Chico's wedding. He was at Chico's wedding. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So it was 2019, uh, yeah. 2019, June is when we broke up. Oh, and then um, the next year, no, next year but one, um, he passed away. <laughs> It's the circle of life. Yeah. So, I mean, for context, you had already put him on your wall, I think, maybe two episodes ago or something like that. He was my wall. Yeah. So, yeah, as like after we cosanad, we were still like, like friendly. I don't know. I'm that person who still talks to her exes. I'm not like, you know, like I'm friendly with them. So, we were cool texting each other we have friends in common so it would be like if he's traveling it would be like do you want me to take anything there do you need them in do you need everything to be brought back you know that kind of thing so we weren't like on bad terms i'm on cool terms also with like his squad and his family as well so it wasn't like a dramatic burning the bridge you know type of situation mm. 
um yeah. when we broke up it was very okay i can't do this yeah yeah okay so who's taking the fridge okay you take this we were very adult about it also the breakup was very amicable i still also after we broke up we lived together while i was looking for a house i think i was in the house for like another three weeks and by the way, you'd never have known mm-hmm. we were broken up in those three weeks. It would just be like, we'd go shopping together for the house and we'd be going out for dinner. And if he's going out with his friends, he's like, this is what I'm doing and this is how long I'll be out. And I'd be like, cool. Like that. Like, there's no drama at all. There's no breaking plates and things like that. It was just, okay, you have this, you have this. No, I need this. This <laughs> needs to happen. Okay. Because <laughs> the fact that you said breaking plates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, let me tell you the truth. In my life, I really want to be, you know, sometimes, do you know, like, I feel that anger, but I don't feel like I'd ever be the person to, like, exert it, like, to show it. And sometimes I wish I was. Like, in my head, mm, I always okay, say... I got you. Thanks. I always say when I get my own house, I want to have a, a room where I can just stock up plates. And then when I'm annoyed, I walk into that room, break them. And then I'm just like, but who's going to do the cleanup? You know, like, those are the things that stress me. But, like, I really sometimes want to be that angry i want to feel that anger enough to be like i did something physical about it you know i punched a wall and broke my arm why i was mad like i admire such people who can feel at that level me i'm just like well i've broken plates um just can you imagine if nyam can break plates why can't i guys i'm so sad but yeah Yeah. one day i'll be angry enough to blink hey blink wow the kiku you and me just came out (laughs) a plate i'm ready but yeah, that's my okay. history. You're cool. So I dated someone for three years and we got married um, in 2009. I was 24 um, at the time of our wedding. Um, I then moved like literally immediately after the wedding uh, to Kampala. Uh, which is where he was. I had met him in Nairobi, um, but maybe just before we got engaged, he had gotten an opportunity there and moved there. Um, And in the beginning, that was tricky because I had never imagined myself living anywhere away from Nairobi. Um, But I guess we talked through it, worked through it, and... um, the place where I was working had an office in Kampala. So the transition was going to be, I mean, like my boss was pretty good about um, saying that they can transition me into a role there. So, yeah. So immediately after the wedding, I moved to Kampala, um, lived there. Uh, So that was basically like my marital home, (laughs) marital country. Um, And then um we had some difficult times over i want to say maybe at least two years towards the end things were kind of hectic um we got separated in 2015 for the first time um i want to say towards the end of the year um i moved back to nairobi for a couple of months uh then he came back, asked me to go back. Um, quite frankly, we've discussed this, I think, in season one when we were talking about Chico canceling me. 
<laughs> piloting me um yeah so anyway we were separated for some time and then i went back to try to make it work that also did not work so i now moved back permanently in 2016 um and if you've listened to the podcast, you can kind of figure out the transition of that move because first I went to the States and then I came back to Nairobi. Um, yeah, and then I've been here ever since. I then met someone else, even though I was not trying to be in a long-term relationship, I guess um, it built into that. Um, and then we got engaged and that engagement broke maybe like two weeks before the wedding. So that's another dramatic experience, but um, one week, babe. One week. It was one week. It was really. It was two weeks, but you, as in, it's, well, I guess it was. It was really ten days, actually. So not two weeks. It, <laughs> anyway, if I usually it's okay, say two okay, weeks because days. the breakdown started maybe two weeks before the okay. wedding um the day of course if we're counting from the day we were like the wedding is called off that's different um but yeah yeah so and now i am single um praise the yeah, name of the living god my, <laughs> and that's my history yeah okay so that's kind of our engagement and marriage history as you can see we've all been in like long-term relationships so i guess the question is why or how did our upbringing affect your view on weddings like that actual event and everything because obviously we have a blended family so there's like a different dynamic when it comes to weddings Gavani, i think you kind of touched on last week how you're kind of afraid or like when you got engaged i'm anti-weddings i don't want, didn't the want day. to plan the wedding yeah I, th- there's no joy in planning uh-huh. the wedding because you know for us guys we have the whole ceremonies before which build up to the wedding and i feel like the idea of all the drama like the juggling that happens before the actual day or even on the day you mean that traditional kikuyu like, yeah the traditional ceremonies. kikuyu things and i think you guys both mentioned last week how sad you were at your weddings or like shiko you said you blacked out nyam was like i was so sad the whole yeah. day and i'm just like also maybe because i've seen you guys go through it i'm just like I just, you know, like, I just want a happy wedding for our family. And I don't think that's a thing that could happen. So I'm just like, can I just operate? Like, forget the day. Or maybe go to AG's office and then, like, have you guys have a party. But also, I know that would cause drama. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way to go around it. So I'm just like, because I know I found peace when I was living with my partner. And there was no drama in that point in time. You know, like, it's a gray zone where it's not like anyone can do anything about and it's just like you're an adult we can't tell you not to live with a man so it feels like like because we had split the like in the home we had like different responsibilities we had like it's basically when you're married what you would do and i understand it's not the same because you know paperwork not only papers yes marriage is more than just paperwork i'm not saying it's just paperwork don't come at me but i feel like that's maybe the zone i have entered that feels safe because it's like you can't do anything about it but I have my person, so it's like more Oprah Steadman. And if I ever decided to do the paperwork, I might actually do it undercover, like just go to the AG's office on my own, sign papers, and then no one actually knows I'm married, which is so sad. Because like, yeah. I'm like, 
I definitely want you guys there. But then like the second I tell the two of you, and I'm like, okay, so then I have to calculate, you know, of course, okay, so it would be my best friend, the two of you, okay. Because one of you has to be the one who's signing the thing. But then it's like, why is she going town? Why are you guys hanging out on us? You know, like it just becomes a thing that, can we actually hide the signing? Yeah. Because I can't not... Like I can't go sign and then but come and tell you too. You know, you can just tell people. You can you can get married and then just not do the ceremony. No, not the ceremony. The I'm saying like if process. I was doing AG's office, like I'd at least tell you guys, "Hi guys, I'm going to do the AG's office." You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it would be so sad to not have you, even if it's just in a room in the damn court. It would be so sad not to have you guys there. So I'm like, I guess that would be well, the thing. I don't know. Well, I guess me and Yam need to explain why you have trauma. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like Oprah, me. <laughs> why do I want yeah. to be like Oprah? Nambura. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as you're aware, like our family dynamic is complicated. Our folks are not on good terms. Um, and so at the time of my wedding in 2009, um, by this time I have, I, I had felt, I had developed relationships with each of my parents separately and they had also, I think they were still pretty newly married. Um, they hadn't been married too long to our step parents now. Um, so it was still an early space of navigating and trying to figure out what the dynamic is with the introduction of two new people. Uh, so I really felt pressure to involve um, both of them while also being aware that um it's a sensitivity issue where both of them are concerned. So I did end up having like quite a number of, the, I mean, the regular traditional functions. We had a ruratio, um, uh, and it, it seemed to go off without a hitch. That's the thing about it too. From the outside looking in, you can't really tell that there's a struggle or a weirdness um so my ratio was fine no problem and as well at that time i felt like i really wanted to include and involve my family from our biological mom's side as well um but there are just certain things that are a bit more complicated so for example uh, on wedding cards usually you will say Nyambura, daughter of, of xyz or the parents of this Mr. and Mrs. together with Mr. and Mrs. of this do this. Now invite you to blah, blah, blah. Yeah, invite you to the wedding of their children, X, Y, Z. For other families, that is like the most straightforward thing. It's not a thing that you have to process. But like for me, it was like, okay, now it's like I want to honor Nyawera, but I can't put, uh, I, I was worried about putting the late Nyawera and Jason Gumba invite. I didn't even know that was something that you thought about. It is. Then I was like, okay, um, I can't put mom because now even her name has changed. She has a new husband and I know that's going to be problematic also. Then I was like, do I just put my dad's name alone? Um, 
but then that becomes problematic because problematic. he would come up with so how yeah because yeah, yeah. yeah, he had just married some i was just like that was hey in the end i just said mr and mrs gumba um because in my mind i was like everyone has been a mrs at some point so i was like uh, it's gonna it's gonna cover all them all the moms um but you see in a situation like that um it was very important for the family i was marrying into for the parents names to feature um but my partner at the time was also very sensitive to like the dynamics of what that means for me yeah um so i think the first thing was at least he understood or was was supportive in understanding the complexity of how things would go but i think with all those traditional functions it was just like hella messy in terms of now when they're introducing your mom mara it's aunties ama some aunties feel like they have more priority there was all this chatter of why is this person being the one to it was just hella chaotic um and i felt the responsibility to protect everyone's feelings in this situation because of course i didn't want mom to be hurt um i still wanted to involve her in my big day um but at the same time i was anyway it's also something i talked a lot with the pastor who was marrying us they all a lot of the people who are close to me in my life at that time really understood the complexities that i was dealing with in terms of trying to make sure everyone is loved respected even though now everyone is putting their views and expectations through me so on the day of course there are things that happened that we had discussed ahead of time um should not happen um so like now for example let's say i had asked specifically um to walk down the aisle with just my dad um everyone knows that didn't happen but because also it was it felt like in that moment i had even asked please please honor my wishes and it was not honored so from the very start But yeah you're making day, light of the situation i'm not making light i just i think yeah it was there are so many other things like i guess the thing is i don't want to give all the details but yeah it was hella dramatic in the sense that eh i don't even know i remember walking down the aisle seeing you crying i remember my groom talking to the pastor talking about like should we stop the event the pastor had already talked to vava to be like this is what nyam wants as i was getting out of the car i had been like please let me walk down the aisle with my dad alone and she was like no this is what you should have done you should have entered the damn car and driven away because do you know what your wedding can't happen without you my my bridal match was playing already it's okay i was just like basically the way the day started for me was just like okay then like everyone who knew that that day. was not supposed to be the way things happen yeah already st- like the wedding already started on such a sour note because like nya yeah. mentioned like me and gadoni we had already walked down because we were bridesmaids her soon to be husband was standing there and he already knew what the plan was supposed to be so all of us are like what's going on so obviously me and gadoni start getting emotional we're crying nya is walking down the aisle we can see in her face that 
she's hurt because this is not how everything is supposed to be going down but she's trying to hold it together because obviously all eyes are on you at that point when you're walking down the aisle you can see your exactly you can see your husband i'm sorry you can see your husband talking to the pastor being like let's stop this thing right now it's that his best man was holding him also like he was ready to walk up the aisle he was yeah yeah everyone like like, it's even watching like like, who's that and then also mom yeah and then mom on the other side also and obviously that hurts mom too because if anyone else was supposed to walk you down the aisle, it would have been her. Hey, let me yeah. just tell you. Basically, um, it was a mess, and that it was, was just such a sad. Um, yeah, it was so sad. I think it was also for a second we were hopeful. I think that's what, like, for me, I had been like, it's okay. She talked to them. Everyone said it's okay. It'll be fine. And then it was just like, actually, we were hopeful that your wishes would be honored. Right. Yeah, well, anyway. to be very honest, um, in summary, that day was probably like the worst start to a marriage. Let's just begin there. Um, I hated the day I was ready for it to be over. I was just like, and it's worse when you have to pretend to smile. And I, I was fully aware that this is everybody's day except mine because clearly it, was not, it had nothing to do with me. Um, and... I feel like it's just some of these situations where um, everyone wants, I think it's just like an African cultural thing as well. Like mm. parents want, they, they they have so much significance because I don't know if it's because people are there, because society is there. Everyone hinges so much on this day. I felt the pressure to also honor my in-laws and their desire it was their first son you know they were like really looking forward to the day and i was just like i also don't want to ruin this for them basically it had nothing to do with me i was ready to get the day done but as you can imagine by the time the day was over i was also like i just need to get out of this country i mean just as well i'm moving to kampala forget forget this whole show um Mm -hmm. and as well it didn't it was it was sad because like for example mom said she put that responsibility on me it wasn't that decisions had been made outside of myself that hurt her it was like me i had her and i was just like i don't know what else i could have done i was also just fighting for my life in the you know guys you guys remember Mm -hmm. like the day before the wedding i literally spent the night alone i was supposed to go we were supposed to sleep in karen all of us do our nails together but i had so much anxiety and stress that i was like the thing i need is not to be with anyone so the night before i had been like let's just meet at the salon and i know also in that situation mom felt hurt but i was just like now i have to think about myself because everyone has these feelings expectations on how things should go i am not in control of people's behavior and i cannot course correct without it becoming a dramatic event and i'm not trying to do this there's also the pressure of the other family because now me i was like i don't want them to be embarrassed in front of their friends and all the people they have invited as well so yeah that that was the first messy wedding shenanigans that happened um 
that kind of made it tricky for us as a whole. Now I know Shiko's wedding comes after, but as I've mentioned, I was engaged and I was gonna be married again. Um, but that, again, this time, knowing everything I know, I was also of the view of Steadman and Oprah for many other reasons as well, but it was important to my partner and his family to have this day. So um, in a sense, also I had realized through many years is that a wedding is really one day. It's important that it's a beautiful one and that you're happy, but really what matters is every day after that day, as far as our relationship yeah. is concerned. Yeah. It's the commitment. It's the working together. It's, it's you and your husband after that day. So at the end of the day, one day in the larger scheme of things, and maybe that's how I had processed that first wedding in order for me to get to the place to be like, okay, Sawa, everyone had their day. What mattered is the after. Um, but yeah, I was not super keen on a wedding, but I was also aware that it's not, it's one day. So if this mm. is the thing that is most important, um, I'm also okay to just flow. But nonetheless, because it meant my parents being in the same space, and by this time now, they are not even on speaking terms, at least then they could speak um, or talk to one another. By this point, it was completely, like, there's a complete breakdown. I had been in therapy mm -hmm. for months to just kind of prepare myself, draw the boundaries, determine where I'm at, you know, and it's even some of these boundaries, knowing them is one thing, but enforcing them is a different one. So I was determined, you know, cause I'm also now an adult. I was pretty young the first time. By this time I was like, I know what I want. I'm not going to allow things to progress past a certain point. Um, this is where you have input. Uh, but here you do not have input. This is what I have decided. And this is what I will do. Um, and therapy was helping me with those uh, decisions. Um, all, all in all, it was for nothing. Um, <laughs> but, no, no, no. I think it helped um, you. I think that the therapy well, it still helped, helped me, me with also. the boundaries. I mean, it, it was for nothing <laughs> for sure. in terms of on the day. Like the prep, the build-up that yeah, yeah, we yeah. had been doing to prep for, for that day, um, it didn't end up coming to fruition but maybe I think you need it for in your terms of wedding. my mental space I don't, I don't know about that uh, <laughs> um imme immediately i want to say no um but um again i think part of it is also trying to protect your person's family or you know that that thing is like hella ugly but as we have lived in this yuckiness for a while so trying to mm -hmm. introduce that or give someone an understanding of it when for them all they're looking at is the joy and the happiness of that occasion can also be a bit tricky and i, I think we'll get into that a bit more later but yeah that's that's mm -hmm. my yeah it's introducing that's how it, it without affected making, me yeah it's introducing it without making them hit the you know like because us guys are like this black and white it's not like i guess it's a gray we live in the gray it's like we know you're a good person you just have bad moments but it's hard to tell a person bad things and not have them make that conclusion you know what i mean if you're like this is why yeah. i'm making a decision yeah. 
and you're like, oh my god, that person's yeah. so horrible, and you're like, no, they're not. No, they're, they're not. not bad. Yeah. They're just life has happened, and it's trying to exp- like yeah. trying or, to find that balance is what I can't. F- I don't know how you guys. The flip side as well mm-hmm. is that, um, which is, it. The flip side is that you tell them what happens, but they don't see it from your perspective. So they think of you as being a bad person for having those boundaries. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. it's, it's two ways. It's like one, they'll take. Yeah. Anyway. But that's exactly what we were talking about last week. Nyam, with um, mm. all our friends who've been there and experienced the yeah. thing until you've True. gone through a situation and everything, you're not necessarily going to know how to maneuver it. Your immediate reaction mm. is like, oh, if this person is causing so much whatever in your life, they must be a bad person. And I'm like, no, not necessarily. Like, mm. it's just things that we've had to maneuver our whole life. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of half the reason Gadoni has wedding trauma. That's <laughs> and three quarters. We have. It's a, a third. Exactly. No, two thirds. Come... You're forgetting. One, two, three. Two thirds. Okay? Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. Nyam twice. Yes. <laughs> and then between both of Nyam's um, comes me, um, who is getting married in 2017. I was also very young. I got married newly 22. I got married in May and I turned 22 in April. Crazy how Wild. I got married so young. Yeah, so like I said, Christian and I had been together for a long time. We had even decided what city we're going to go to college in. Um, we didn't go to the same school, but we were always very focused and knew like the end goal is to end up together. So after 2017 is when he graduated college. So it only made sense to plan our wedding in May We've just finished college. All our friends are still in town before they start moving to wherever it is. You know how it goes after college. Everyone just um, flies, mm. <laughs> spreads their wings. Um, Spread your wings so and learn how to fly. At the time that I was getting married, our parents were actually on speaking terms. Um, they were communicating. So I made it very clear that I wanted both my parents involved in my um, wedding and um, somewhere along the line we had planned everything but somewhere along the line um, we there was a disconnect there was a disconnect in communication and drama started and I feel like after Nyam's first wedding I had made such a clear effort like I had already compromised so much on the things that I wanted just because I knew our family was incapable of allowing those wishes to happen like I wanted to do the traditional um, ceremonies and everything I, th- I think Kikuyu wedding traditions are so cool so you know what I mean so like I love you can still do them after things though where like all the ladies all the ladies dress up and you have to pick um, who your bride is. Like those those events, like every time I go for them, they're always such a blast, you know? So I really wanted to do that. But after seeing all the drama that happened when Yam was trying to get married, I was like, nah, there's no way, there's no way we can go the traditional route and this works out. You know what I mean? So let's just cancel that. We're just going to have a wedding. So because my family is in Kenya, and at this point, me and Christian lived in Miami. We were going to have two weddings, essentially. Have our main marriage in um, Miami. 
where all our friends can make it and all our people are here and whoever can fly in from Kenya is more than welcome to come. And then we were going to go back to Kenya and have another thing there with now majority of our family who obviously might not be able to come to Miami for the wedding and everything and have a big thing there. Um, it didn't end up working out. Our parents were working together to make this event in Kenya happen um, because obviously I wasn't there. I told them, whatever, you guys set it up, figure out where you want the location just work together to figure it out. Um, and unfortunately, that was something that was incapable of happening, um, collaboration. So <laughs> they were, I, I don't really want to go. <laughs> that about says it all. You Let don't have you. to yeah. elaborate. What you um, are is, uh, Nini, what are they called? Diplomats. Congratulations. You're doing such a good job. <laughs> yeah. Um, But... At the end of the day, their lack of collaboration affected me. And it really hurt me how everything went down. Um, So I checked out of the wedding. I checked out. And I was like, I literally tried so hard to make things work, to involve everyone, to make sure that we're doing things the right way. And I completely blacked out and I was like, whatever. At the end of the day, I'm just doing this legality process, having the ceremony because it's a little too late to cancel it all. If I had the bravery of Nyam, like when she canceled her wedding two weeks from it happening, (laughs) I would have canceled that thing too, Nyam. I would have canceled it. I think the whole process also put so much stress on me and Christian and this was the first time that he was actually experiencing this turmoil. So mm. I think he was of that mindset of like, things just work. Like, why can't you just do this and this and this? And that was his first exposure to why things are not so black and white. And it caused me and him a lot of turmoil too. We thought the entire process of the wedding Like, I blacked out to the point where, I don't even know if I told you guys this, I forgot to write my vows. Wow. I wrote my vows five minutes before I left the room. Yam, when you were putting flowers in my hair, I was Mm. writing my vows. Yeah. Literally, because it's just something that escaped me. The rehearsal dinner before, I had forgotten how to do, I had forgotten to do my hair. So, mom was literally doing my hair the a couple of minutes before we went to the rehearsal dinner if you look at any of my rehearsal dinner pictures like i didn't even have time to finish it so the front half of my hair wasn't done i tried to like tie it in a style (laughs) that didn't seem that visible at that point i had locks so my locks hadn't been retwisted for months so literally like we had started from the back and the whole front was so messy so we just tied it in like a ponytail or whatever to make it look kind of decent for that day and the night before my wedding was terrible. Like, we were fighting. You remember, Nyam, I think we I were, we were staying at my house. You, mm-hmm. Gadani, 
Gadoni, my bridesmaids, we were yeah. all at my house doing last minute wedding things like making place cards and like um just finishing some final de- decorations and everything. And there was like a huge blowout fight. I couldn't even remember tell you what it was about, but there were tears, there was banging of doors, like I was devastated at the whole event. And them I decided I'm going to walk myself down the aisle, which apparently was very hurtful to the parents, but I didn't give two shits what they had to say. Sorry to curse. Because <laughs> At this point in season two, you guys apologizing for cursing. stressed me. <laughs> you guys stressed me so much and literally made this event about yourselves so i'm finally going to make a decision for myself and my decision is i'm not walking down the aisle with any of you i literally yeah. am going to walk myself down the aisle because mm. none of i'm sorry but none of you deserve that honor which is very it sounds very bratty of me to say but i feel justified in saying that you know so even the day of the wedding i forgot to buy flowers i think one of my bridesmaids went to Publix, which is like a grocery yeah. store in yeah i remember going with the morning of off mm. the morning off to get flowers okay i mm. drove myself i do i think i was alone i got in my car the morning of my wedding got into my car and I drove myself to the wedding venue. Like I was completely checked out. It just felt like another day at that point. I was like, okay, wake up, get into the car, drive there. I'm the one who was even putting the sign for the wedding guest thing outside. Like all the aunties and mom were like, go inside the house. You need to get ready and everything. And I was like, no, I need to make sure people know where to park. I need to do this. I need to do this. At this point, I was just kind of like, let me just throw a party and make sure my party is right rather than throw a wedding. You know what I mean? Like, I literally just didn't care. The pastor is the one who was telling me in the parking lot, you need to go inside. The pastor is the one who came to get me and take me to the house. To tell me to start getting ready. And we got ready. And from, like I said, from what everyone says, it was a beautiful day. (laughs) From what everyone says, the pictures were great. Like, when I tell you I was so mentally exhausted at the end of the whatever, as me and Christian went back to the hotel, I sat on that bed. We ordered Uber Eats. We ate and we went to bed. Like, it was just like, a whirlwind of emotions and feelings and just trying to get through it. Um, Fast forward to the Kenya trip. After the wedding, we came to Kenya for the Kenyan leg of the wedding. It was not how it was supposed to be. It ended up just being in mom's house in the backyard with like a tent and maybe 50 people. Just my close friends, maybe some of her friends, some of her our aunties that on her side, um, Vava was not involved at all. None of his side of the family. I think only one or two cousins from his it's side the of twins, the family the ended up coming. Oh snap! Yeah, but uh, the twins, I don't even consider them like part of part of that side of the family. You know what I yeah, mean? I like the it. twins are like it's just the three our of them, people, the twins and their brother. There were some other no, cousins, but there were some oh, others. You're right, they were. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. There were some right. others. There were others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, he didn't. He didn't show up. None of his siblings showed up, but some of their children showed up, which I really appreciated. Um, yeah, it was just a really messy situation, and it really made me. I think that day is when I decided this is my life, and regardless of what issues and problems our parents have, I have to take a con- control of my life. And I no longer want any part in that mess. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. So it really structured a lot about how I run my relationship and run what I tell people and everything these days. I don't know. It just really changed my perspective on a lot of things. And that's a hurt that I still haven't healed from. I'm still processing it. Because... Never in a million years would did I ever think that something that was supposed to be such a happy moment for me and Christian could be turned around and made so it's, it was very selfish. I'll say it straight up, straight up. Very yeah. selfish. You know what's so crazy um, is sometimes I think about it and I'm like, even with that hat from my first wedding from your wedding, the fact that I was still willing to go through that again, I think for me, I'm like, I don't know if it's that I had healed through it or maybe I just felt really hopeful again. Um, yeah. It's the hopefulness. It's It always gets you. <laughs> always. But yeah, it's the theme of our life, oh, Nyam. You, all, you never want to assume the worst in anyone. You always want to give people chances. You always want to make sure that this thing called family works. Yeah, I but hear we you. have been yeah well that it doesn't. You know what I mean, and that's why I'm just like yeah. So this I'm, is why even sorry, go ahead, Gavani. Go ahead. I'm like watching you guys go through it and realizing what my reactions would have been in like those situations. I feel like you guys have such grace also because uh, like I'd have been the person who talks to her siblings only. You know what I mean? Like I don't think. Mm. I'm as forgiving. I'm not as I wouldn't let you take over the space. I'm like the fact that we were there. I'd, I feel like I'd have been so much more um dramatic and fight for what I want. Like you know that thing of consider what mm. the other side, his side of the family wants. I'm like no, no, because this is the situation we are in. The fact that you're marrying me, this is something we have to think about. So I don't know why I'm the only one adjusting. And I think because I don't think I have that function in me to be that Mm-mm. thoughtful let me use that word where i care about what everyone else is i'll be like me and my husband have decided this are you not doing this okay and that's what i was telling you for you but it requires you like, and your husband also to be in agreement 100 percent, absolutely because that's i'm like on your yeah. wedding day the first one i'd have entered the car and driven off and put off my phone for an hour and a half and then put it on and been like are you guys ready to do things the way i want them because in that sense, I know <laughs> your husband would have been like. Kalani, I think it's so much easier to say until you're put in that until situation. Until you're there, that's now. Until you're there, because let me tell you something. Because you're talking to a person who is not necessarily. I'm not like a pushover. I've never yeah. been a pushover in my life. You know what I mean. So like. When you're in a certain situation like that, you have to honor everyone, and you also 
have to consider the other side of the family mm. not only Especially. our side and that's where the mm. dynamic comes you don't want to embarrass the other side of the family you don't want to bring drama to all the relatives that have come from Sijui all the other places mm. who do not know anything of this situation True. you know what i mean and that's why i'm saying i don't think i have the thoughtfulness to go through that because i don't have the like in my head i'm like if me and him have agreed what you think about what is happening is not my problem you know what i mean and that's where i feel like <laughs> in order to I establish guess. that i'm just like let's just not put the day you know what i mean because i'm like mm. i know what my reaction will be and if i have to be thoughtful and i'm going to hit my wedding day all of you are going to know it after because i don't think i'm also as forgiving so it will be one of these things where it's like my wedding day would also be a like goodbye moment where i never speak to certain people again ever <laughs> you know what i mean where i'm just like that was what it was I for me cut you off for life but that's what yeah but that's, that's literally what happened. how it happened i haven't talked to vava in five years you're right girl yeah but like i don't know that yeah. i have that i can't i can't i don't know that i'd go through the thing i i don't know and i don't find out i think yeah. i'm afraid of what i would do which is why i'm just like upright but now let's complicate this situation because this is just weddings. We're literally yeah. just talking weddings. Let's bring children into this dynamic. None of us mm. have children right now. But Rude. how would how has our upbringing affected our view of children? Like do we want them? What's something that you are going to change if you want them? Like mm. what's that balance? Nyam, you want to start us off? Sure. Um, I think I had mentioned this last um, last episode when I was talking about how as I was growing up, I always knew being a wife and a mother was something I wanted for myself. Uh, I'll be honest, the situation kind of made me more hesitant um, in the beginning. I think straight after my wedding, I was just like, no, what does this even mean? Like, what is this for grandparents? Like, how do I navigate this? How do I bring a child into this situation? What are the complexities involved? But I think I had kind of worked through those things because as I have mentioned before, we were trying to have a child. Now, of course, at the time now, our relationship started breaking down. I also realized, and maybe part of it is because of our situation, that a child does not fix a marriage. Um, because mm-hmm. you'll hear people say things like, just have a child, everything will be okay. You know, he'll become more serious or, you know, it solidifies the union or whatever. There are all these kinds of tales out in the world. But I was acutely aware based on how our parents' marriage ended that us being there did not affect their decision-making whatsoever. If anything, uh, like their trauma their issues were still just being displayed even more um to us so Mm -hmm. i was sure that i did not want to bring a child into a situation that was going to be toxic so um even holding off to wait and see you know like trying to have children then being like i would just wait just wait just wait because i knew Mm -hmm the effects the long-term effects on a child that this thing not working can bring yeah um Mm -hmm. after my divorce 
uh, I had kind of gotten to the place where I was not sure if children were for me again. And then I was once again in a long-term relationship. And so building up to the wedding, I had started to hope again. And, you know, these are some of the things about like a, a broken engagement or and especially as late as it was for me it's like it's also the breakdown of the hopes of all these other things that you had that that union would have brought to your life as well so at this point i say i still want children um there's also the issue of once you hit a certain age like literally your gynecologist is like madam do you still want children like that was a shock for me going from doing everything never to get pregnant to trying to get mm-hmm. pregnant then not then the gynecologist being like is it that you don't want children and that stuff is scary it's like once you hit a certain age she's like um madam if you do not the next two years are your window or you know stuff like that can also be overwhelming um that being said i, I feel like i still would like to have children i'm no longer attached into attached to how that looks i still want to do it Mm -hmm. with a partner whatever that looks like but i think maybe now i'm thinking about maybe my partner is gavoni (laughs) you know like i I want (laughs) i i I would want the support of a partner and i i still always wanted the dream was a father a mother a child um But I'm also very keen to heal myself before I do that. Because, I mean, we are just out here podcasting our trauma. Sembuse, no, my child? Sorry, I'm not scratching. To, um, Oscar's decided to scratch something. Sorry. Yeah. So I feel like, and I feel like healing doesn't happen immediately. It's a long-term situation. But I don't want For to sure. bring a life into a situation where they have to bear some things that they don't need to. I mean, the world is already so crazy. Um, yeah. If I can remove one element. Yeah. So that's my current perspective. I'm also open to changing my mind however it happens. Uh, but I'm also not in a rush. I mean regardless of my age if it doesn't happen naturally then i'm also okay with that outcome as long as this you're open to adoption yeah i'm open to adoption i've always been open to adoption i always thought it would be a an addition to my own children but yeah as life proceeds we'll see how that goes Mm. how about you guys gathani um, so when I was young, I was sure I was going to be a mother. Um, however, <laughs> our family and life, um, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a mother. I always say my partner will determine whether or not I want to be a mother. And that sounds like giving someone a lot of power, but mm. I'm at a stage in my life mm. where I'm like, if we can't raise a child together and be the sanity that they need, in the insanity, I already know I'm bringing them in. I can't be bothered to have a child. So I will find my person. And if what we're going to be 
is the rich auntie and uncle who just be like we're going to cancun guys and then we take your children with us i mean like i'm down to be that person you know what i mean my house will have the dogs and mm. i'll have the big house with all the rooms so that all the children come and stay there when you're tired of them and then i'll feed them sugar and everything you tell them they can't eat in your houses <laughs> and then bring them back you know what i mean i'll be that person i'm okay being that person I don't think there's any urgency in having a child. I think I also get a lot of anxiety mm. at the thought of bringing in a child because for me, the dream has always been like Christmas and birthdays. So I'm just like, the fact that for a birthday currently, I'd have to calculate who's coming at what time. Please don't give me that exhaustion. <laughs> I'm like, you can't take the joy out of... I'm like, I, I can't have a good wedding. Now my children, we don't know what birthday... You know, it's like, okay, it's holidays or they have a play. Do I tell one side the play for Saturday and then on the other side the one for Sunday so that we're not fighting in the school? Like, I don't I don't want to juggle. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't want that responsibility when it comes to my baby's, res- like, relationship. And I know I'd have to have that responsibility. I mean, like, how do I control? Damn, I hadn't what... even thought about that. Yeah, I'm like, how do they, how do I control... Who tells them what, where, when they're excited to be like, I was with Nani. And it's like, ew, that person's the devil. Okay, okay. I know none of them would actually say that straight up. But I'm just like, how do I control? Like, you can't control what other people will do outside of what it is you're trying. I'm just like that. Like, it gives me so much stress. Like, even just thinking about it, I felt hot and I just wanted to cry. I don't want to do it. Mm. And for that reason, I'm just like, Dogs are fine because the dog will go to each house and they're fine. All Oscar cares about is yeah, they would backyard. say where they were. <laughs> yeah, Oscar is like on this side there are ducks. I chased ducks. On this side there are more dogs. Woo, dogs vibes. I mean, like he doesn't care. You know what I mean? Like on one side there are goats. Oh my god, what is a goat? I barked at it. It came at me. I panicked. Then on the other side it's like, look, I'm barking at crows. I mean, you see, simple life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Then we don't have figured on his birthday. Everyone you? is sending things like online, you know. So, yeah. Shiko, how about you? How has the whole situation affected your children' perspective? I don't know why this is difficult for me to talk about. It's okay. Um, whatever you're comfortable. No, like I'm comfortable, but I didn't think it was as heavy as emotional. Yeah, yeah, as emotional as how I feel right now, which is very bizarre. Um, I went through a surgery last year, for those of you who don't know. I had really bad fibroids and I had to get them removed and the process is called a myomectomy and it pretty much is a C-section. They cut the bottom of your stomach, they pull that shit out, only it's not a baby, it's fibroids. And then they sew you back up. And the recovery is that of a C-section too. So for six weeks, I was struggling to walk and in a lot of pain in my abdomen. And yeah. So now, if I want to have children, it has to be a C-section just based on my surgery. And I think that process really shook me um it made me think about my fertility a lot more 
I mean, the doctor didn't tell me that I can't have children, but it just made me think a lot more about that process. And right now, I just don't think that I'm in a place where I want to go through that again physically. Hmm. And I also don't... I mean, I've thought about adoption a lot of times, but I also just have a lot of personal things that I need to work through before I bring someone else into the situation. Like, it's already a lot for me. Juggling and shuffling and figuring out this parental situation um it's already a lot for me having a husband and bringing him into the situation too and i just don't i want to make sure i'm a healed person before i bring someone else into the situation because I don't think it's fair to have children before you know what the dynamic is or how you want the dynamic to be. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Makes I sense. know that if I have children, they'll be very loved. Facts. Because I know mom wants nothing more than a child. <laughs> she treats Rough, our yeah. dogs like her grandchildren. Real. Like, yeah. for Christmas a couple of years ago, she got a blanket with all our dogs on it. And yeah. she cried. <laughs> she, she cried so much. She was like, oh it's my her gosh, it's the best gift in the world. Picture, yeah, it's her WhatsApp Literally, picture. her WhatsApp picture is like our dogs. I know she loves them so much. But I just need to figure out a lot of shit before I feel like it's okay to bring another person into the situation and it's so weird for me because for the first time in my life i'm actually questioning whether or not i want to have kids which was like i never had a dream of like how my wedding will be and all that stuff it was always like i wanted to be a mom yeah. you know yeah yeah so I, I get that. that is that is where that is where i'm at but you know what we also have another person who can give us a perspective of yep. all these things we have discussed, who is yep. Mr. Christian Boccaccio himself. Hey. Should I get him and see what his opinion is Let's on, see what on some he of the topics that we've talked about? Let's hear yes, it. Please. Excuse me while I yell at my husband. Christian! Christian! Come! Right on <laughs> brand. You know. <laughs> yeah, on brand. <laughs> on brand, on brand. There you are. Hey, Boshies. Hey. Welcome to the podcast. Woo, 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 our second guest. <laughs> our second okay, guest. Thank you for having me. I feel like this chair is misleading with my height. <laughs> it's okay. That's okay. Don't to any You have to introduce yourself. Uh, hi, I'm Christian. I'm this one's husband. Um, and apparently now a guest. Love that. Woo woo. So my sisters had a couple of questions they wanted to ask you based on the discussion we've been having. Okay. Um, so go ahead. So we're talking family, right? And marriage mm-hmm. and all of those fun things. And we wanted to know, how do you remember the family dynamic 
all 17 people being introduced to you like how was it introduced to you like all like the the like the big family or what what specifically well big family is relative because our small family is big but like let's say (laughs) what people call nuclear uh, okay yeah like the yeah, dynamic so of the parents. If we're just yeah, okay. So the dynamic of the parents. So it's funny because I didn't know anything about Shiko's background and family life before we started dating. Like we weren't friends really at all. Like we kind of knew each other from afar, like hi bye. So I didn't have any context around what your family dynamic was like. That's funny. I thought you always knew. No, I didn't. I really didn't know anything. And then um, we started dating and it actually embarrassingly took me a bit to figure out that your stepdad was not your dad i didn't know that and um because i just i just saw the interaction yeah i saw the interaction between chico and her stepdad and i just it just looked natural to me like they had known each other forever which it maybe is kind of counter the stuff that you know you've described but yeah. from the outside looking into somebody that had no context it looked very natural so it it never i don't yeah i never really like had a moment where I, when i think back to where Shiko had to sit me down and explain the dynamic it just kind of mm-hmm. i had a light bulb moment of oh shoot that's not her dad <laughs> yeah. so do you remember what it was that made you realize that no, I, I, well, I think the first giveaway was the fact that you called him by his first name. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first thing that in my head I went, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so then I started realizing, wait, there's something here that's not, that's not like direct, like parent relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first thing that kind of triggered it for me. And I, I feel like we were pretty young in our, our dating relationship to where it, I didn't feel comfortable coming on being like, Hey, why don't you tell me the story of you and this guy? Right. Yeah. Um, it was just something that I kind of sat back and pieced together over time. Oh, I see what's happening here. If that makes sense. So, um, that's interesting. So based on how you have now, I mean, now you, you're married like five years, you dated for a period of time. Um, do you feel like our parents' family dynamic has affected your, uh, relationship, like from the point of dating or, the wedding maybe we can hear your perspective of the wedding a little bit um yeah even just like in your marriage yeah 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 so no it's it's a good question um you know i look back at the time that chico and i have dated and the progression of our relationship and i've also kind of evolved in my understanding of her dynamic with her parents um all of them right and it took me a bit to understand where she was coming from and even to the point of really quote-unquote understanding it i still didn't really get it until the wedding our wedding happened but i'll get to that in a minute uh but for context for me you know i come from a family where my parents are still together um so that i never really had an intimate experience with you know a, a divided family or um what's the word for it um blended blended family thank you yeah. Jeez, thank you um, but granted, I, I do have some family that are somewhat close to me. So grandparents, aunts, uncles, or whatever that have been through divorce. So I've seen that happen. You know, I've seen blended families happen and whatnot. So it's not a foreign concept, but I had never intimately experienced it. So, uh, a lot of the times when we were dating 
you know, I would ask Shiko, like, hey, why don't you reach out to your dad or whatever? And she would be like, that, no, that's not, no, that's not how that's that's happening. Like, you don't get it. And I said, well, why not? You know, he's, he's your dad, right? And I never really kind of understood all of the, the, the dynamics at play there. And then um, as we got to the wedding, and I don't know how much you guys have shared so far about the dynamic of what actually and everything that went down at the wedding, but... Uh, my perspective, long and short of it, was Shiko asked for some boundaries to be not crossed, and they were just run through uh, completely, like a truck through a wall. Um, and that was that was the first moment for me where I realized I see why Shiko puts these boundaries up, and she keeps some things at an arm's length, and these relationships at an arm's length in some ways. Uh, and I see why she interacts with her, some of her family members, the way that she does. And it was kind of at that point where I realized I shouldn't ever question why she handles her family the way that she does. Because before I'd be like, why, why are you doing that? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And of course it never would because I had never been there. But then having seen it happen, I was like, oh, I, I get it. Like, um... It all, it all kind of makes sense. So one thing I've really learned is to um, to just respect how Shiko interacts with her family because there's history there that even though I may see it from a distance, I may not completely understand it. Um, I just respect how she handles it and, and support her through that. Um, but there, it did come with some, you know, like that, that did kind of carry some conflict though in, in our marriage, especially when we were talking about getting married and whatnot, because like I said, I, I don't come from a blended family, but Chico does. So things like we talk about a prenup, that for me was never a conversation, I about that, yeah. right? That, that was never something I really ever thought of. Like, why would we ever, we're, this is it. This is yeah. for the long haul, right? For context, um, when we were engaged and granted we came out of, um, we were getting married right after college right so we had nothing you know what yeah. i mean nothing at all <laughs> like, it's not like we had money <laughs> christian doesn't come from money we don't come from money you know what i mean so we had nothing and i brought up a prenup and it we fought a lot about we it. did we had multiple conversations um because christian just didn't understand why in the world like i would want to start a relationship like that yeah to me my perspective was why would you go into it expecting it to possibly fail? Right. And, and I've since changed my view on this, um, you know, for many different reasons, but I never understood from her side, why would you ever want to, you know, put that in place? But when I step back outside of myself and I, I now look at it through her eyes, that is, it's a real possibility in marriage, whether you expect it or not. And having lived through that, she's seen that where I didn't, um, at least not intimately. So that was a point of conflict for us. So that sort of, you know, upbringing that you had really had an impact on on our marriage. And, you know, as we were looking at it and, and getting ready to step into that. Wow. It's so interesting that you said that you stepped away from like, um, like asking her why she's making certain decisions or boundaries. Um, the question I was going to ask, like in addition to those things, like understanding why she wanted a prenup or things like that. Um, are there any other concessions you feel like you've had to make or are there situations where you've had to be more understanding because you understand what our family dynamic is like? 
Also, if you can hear screaming, I'm it's... sorry. My neighbor's child has decided <laughs> to scream. <laughs> oh yeah, no, totally good. And you know, it the way you worded the question, I I like the question. I think I'd like to flip it on its head though. You said any concessions you'd like to make understanding the family dynamic. I think for me, it was concessions I had to make because I knew I didn't understand it fully. Right. Wow. So like, like her background and everything that she went through, you know, she, she go is, you know, very open with me, but you know, there's some things that take time to come out or things that never come up. So, and there's history there that isn't exactly fun to relive. So there's things that I know that I haven't like, she maybe hasn't, we haven't discussed before, or there's things that she's lived that I haven't, that I realize like, Hey, that's a sensitive subject. I need to kind of step away from that and just let her be and kind of be the support when she needs it. So as, as far as concessions goes, it wasn't, I haven't noticed really anything where I felt like I had to give up, um, but more compromise. So things like, you know, you know, the prenup, we had to come to a position where we both were on the same page as that. Um, I'm trying to think of other examples, but it was, it wasn't really anything I had to make from a concessions perspective. It was just more of changing my perspective of just understanding that I'm never going to get it and I need to not try and insert my opinion into that as much as I'm a pretty opinionated person. It's not my place to insert my opinion. It's my place to be kind of the backstop and the support, if you will. Yeah. Um, there's something I, I feel like I didn't hear in terms of um, I think we've talked about the two of you and your relationship, but I think what you're talking about in terms of your family background and context being different, are there some conversations you've had to have with your parents maybe about the situation? Um, even if it is to, you know, respect Chico's boundaries or um, let's not talk about this or, and I just as an assumption, but, and especially around the wedding, especially because I was kind of hectic. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was hectic is probably an understatement for what that time was. Um, yeah. So conversations around, you know, she goes upbringing and, you know, in the, the blended family dynamic, not as much. Um, I think partially because, um, my dad came from a blended family or, um, yeah, yeah, I guess it would be a blended family. So I think they kind of understood that part of it and where to kind of tiptoe around things to not talk about things to talk about and how to approach things. But the, I think the conversations that we ran into more of was, um, just centered around the dynamic and the relationship that Shiko had with my parents and, and how to build that organically rather than trying to force it. Um, because one of the issues that we ran into early on was, you know, my parents, you know, expected, you know, hey, you're now family, we share everything, we're completely open, you know, we're, you know, 100% each, you know, in each other's business and whatnot. And that relationship hadn't been built yet between Chico and my parents. In fact, you know, we, maybe this is a time for another you know, topic for another episode, but there had been some conflict in the past there. And so there was, it was broken that relationship right and i think my parents kind of took the approach of hey you're married now so flip the switch we're all best friends it's happy we're all transparent you're in our business we're in yours where that relationship needed needed time to to be built and um so i did have to have some very tough conversations with my family around boundaries and the approach and 
Um, I kind of just had to, in a sense, kind of put up a protective barrier a little bit and make a hard decision that um, my side is with my wife and not my parents and my family anymore. And I think, like, your parents are very, like, your immediate family, you're very tight-knit. Mm-hmm. And you guys tell each other everything. And I think it was, like, also a learning curve for me because... All of a sudden, like Christian's mom would message me and she'd be like, oh, I had you have an interview. Or I had this, this and the other. And I'm just kind of like, whoa, why <laughs> does she know all this information? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. for Christian, it wasn't necessarily something that he thought needed to be kept a secret or whatever it is. He was just having a conversation with his mom and his mom was asking how we're doing. And he mentioned all these things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there had to be some serious boundaries where me and Christian had to figure out like, yo, I grew up like with a family where my boundaries with my parents are very strict at this point. You know what I mean? And there's just certain things that I don't discuss with them. So we just had to find our way and where we belong and how to maneuver both sides, which I feel like we've done a pretty good job of. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was a, a steep learning curve for me because I wasn't used to that. Um, and, and like Shiko said, it was, you know, I would volunteer information or have conversations about stuff that Shiko felt like, wait, why are you bringing that up? That's between us. That's something for just us to keep to ourselves. And I didn't understand it. And again, comes out of you. I had to realize I don't understand why she wants to keep these things to herself. That's her history. But my job is to take her side and respect that and not question it really, even though I don't get it because at the end of the day, this dynamic is the most important one. Um, And that was not a lesson that I learned overnight. (laughs) It wasn't easy at all. I'm curious about something for Shiko. Shiko, are there any lessons you've learned because like your dynamic is very different? Is there anything you've learned from like his side of like flip the switch to parents together all my life, that kind of thing? I think what his family has challenged me with, I don't know why I'm so emotional this episode. Oh, mama. I don't know what's going on. Makes sense. It is an emotional episode. It It is. is. But I think something his family has really taught me is to open up a little bit because for our history is with our family, like boundaries are not respected Right. We've just come from talking about like Nyam's wedding, my wedding. It was always boundaries we set, but parents don't respect that. And yeah. I think his family is challenging me and is teaching me how to open myself up and allow family to want to be there for you without any ulterior motives or anything. You know what I mean? Because... I feel like a lot of my life, I was a pawn for our parents to hurt each other. Mm. Oh, mama. Yeah. yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, I think I was used as a pawn to hurt each other, like for parents to hurt each other. Like, whether it's like, I'll go to Vava's house and my hair needs to be done so stepmom will do my hair instead of being taken to a salon because vava knows that if stepmom is doing my hair like it's going to jab at mom you know what i mean like there was always like a back and forth thing where i was used as a pawn so 
getting to the place where I'm actually being taken for who I am and there's no ulterior motives has been really challenging for me to accept. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like my family has done a pretty good job of showing that boundaries can be respected too. Yeah. When you say, hey, this is the boundary. Now we're all on the same page that this is the boundary. They don't cross yeah. it no yeah. matter what. Yeah. And, and they've, it's also, you know, they've come to the point where they've realized, hey, if we want a relationship with, you know, our son and his wife in the way that we want one, those boundaries that they set, we have to respect and we will respect them. Yeah. And they've done a really good job, I think, and kudos to my parents for, um, you know, respecting that and yeah. showing that there is family out there that just genuinely cares for you and will respect those boundaries and wants the relationship at the level you are ready for. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cute. Do you guys want to have a masterclass That's... as your family for our future? We're not there yet. <laughs> no, not no. Like Christian can have a masterclass for dear future boyfriends. This is the masterclass. Then his parents can be like, dear in-laws, this is a masterclass. You know, yeah, for our people, yeah. internal none of masterclass. This, none of the. That's the that's the craziest part about all of these, like, quote unquote, learnings that we've come to. None of this was like, we didn't come into this marriage relationship whatever with any of this knowledge all of these things that we know now were learned through tears arguments therapy. loneliness therapy all of it like none of this was easily acquired knowledge this is all stuff that we yeah. really struggled to get to this point but it was worth it you know there was this isn't stuff that anybody should ever expect to just automatically have figured out these are every yeah. dynamics different you got to navigate it and it's hard Okay. Yeah, that True. makes sense. The trick is finding yeah. the person who's willing to do the work through it. Like like you're saying, to go to therapy, to figure it out and to be okay, like not knowing. So I think this yeah. is maybe like and the honestly, last... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. And, and honestly, when you're in a marriage, like regardless, there's things that you need to figure out, regardless of our messy family. You know what mm. I mean? Just figuring out... Who's, where are you going for holidays? Is it Christmas every year at one person's house? Or is it like we're dividing that? Like all these things just have to be figured out. Like yeah. it just makes it more complicated for us because of how our family is set up. I was going to say it's even harder because your family's on one side of the planet, mine's on the other, yeah. and neither of them are anywhere near us. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, you, you just have to figure it out for yourself and your dynamics. True. And so yeah, as you guys, I like what you said there. No, I was just gonna say I like what Gadoni said there. It's about finding the person to do it with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So I guess knowing what you know now, and like like we're saying, I mean, you're building now what your family culture will be. Um. Do you think having children, like for your family now, you as the Bocaccios, the two of you, um, what are some things that you you feel has changed the dynamic of how you will parent um your own kids and maybe how do you reckon you'll navigate um the parentals in general so i guess even chico can can give us her thoughts on this too yeah um so navigating the, the parental side i think because of some of the stuff we've just talked about 
around setting expectations, being on the same page with, with our parents, it's going to make it a little bit easier to navigate that. And, you know, we've already started doing it with, you know, sensitive subjects like holidays and things like that. So when we talk about, you know, maybe kids down the road and whatnot, I think that we are, we've kind of set ourselves up for success to have those conversations and, and cross that bridge when we get there. But in terms of the dynamics that we both come from and the struggles that we've been through and how we want to raise our kids, at least as it pertains to a marriage is, you know, one of the things I really want to portray to my kids is there's no one right way to do marriage. Um, that's one thing that I struggled with early on in our marriage was I saw my parents dynamic. That's all I knew. It worked for them for, you know, for the most part. And I just assumed because it worked, that's the way the, the dynamic has to be between a husband and a wife. And I attempted to emulate that in pretty much everything. And I placed expectations on Chico that weren't fair I put expectations of myself that were never going to work for me in our dynamic because that's what I had seen. And it took me a bit to realize that, hey, this, our dynamic and all what's going to work for our marriage is not the same as my parents or anybody else, right? So I want to make sure that whatever happens, I'm portraying to my children that, hey, this is our relationship, whatever your relationship looks like, embrace that and develop that because this is not that and what you have or what somebody else has or um whatever the dynamic looks like yeah and when it comes to like how the children are going to be like that's how we'll teach our children but i also don't necessarily think it'll be such a complex situation when it comes to parents because christian's parents are very loving and i don't think we would have any problems with our children in that situation and also with mom and um, stepfather. They're also very loving and welcoming and I don't necessarily think um, that's going to be a problem too. Um, As of now, I don't see any involvement with our other parent, my father, um, because if there's no relationship with me, how is there going to be a relationship with the children, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Totally get it. That's, yeah. 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 And, you know, <laughs> three, four years ago, probably wouldn't have felt this way. Yeah. A lot's changed. Yeah. Which is good, you know, in terms of how much progress we've made that we feel like we're actually comfortable and set up for success with our kids and their grandparents. Mm-hmm. You know, at least, you know, your mom and stepdad and my parents. Mm-hmm. It's definitely been a journey. We wow. love journeys. And we might also be the rich auntie and uncle. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, girl, excuse me. I'll already call dibs. If I'll that's re- our portion. Me, I'll already call dibs on that. Please. I tell you, <laughs> pick a new lane. I have the yeah. dogs hey. and the big mansion. I've called dibs. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Rich auntie gang. Who knows what our portion is? Who knows what our portion <laughs> is? <laughs> that was so incredible. Christian, thank you so much for coming. I think like some of the things you've yeah. shared are so, so helpful. You know, I was thinking as you were speaking, like, you know, when we had the um, therapist on the bonus episode, she kept talking about how it's not just about like therapy and what a professional would tell you. Someone with lived experience um, is also like the most important thing in communicating like some of the challenges. And thanks guys for also being so willing to share and open. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I, like, I, yeah. you know I love love so I'm like no I want a boo <laughs> you know 
yeah, it's, I'm happy to share. You know, the, the thing is for me, it's if, what's the point of going through struggles if you can't take what you learned and pass it on to somebody else? True. Right. So thank you for real Christian. There's a lot of yeah. things you've even said that no I problem. hadn't thought about in perspective where even I'm just me. like, <laughs> well, he has told us much. <laughs> Christian, you have told I'm, us much. I'm glad I could <laughs> offer a nugget or two then. Yeah. Absolutely. It's given us perspective on the, even approaching the person who, if I let a person in my life, like what the approach would be with that person, I think I have better perspective on it now. Don't get your hopes up, guys. Yeah. Please. Thank you. The <laughs> <laughs> street. Yeah. You know, me, I want to raise my children with um, cousins, and neither my siblings nor Christian siblings. <laughs> Are at a place where they are having children, so no. don't expect children from me anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put on the calendar together anyway. So okay, so once they have cousins, then we can go for it. Yeah, you what you're saying. Yeah, okay. we need community Tandem. around us also. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, awesome. thanks, babe. No problem. Love you. Thank you, Christian. You thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you, Rock. Hey, this was been an episode. Bro, let me tell you, I've been it so has. upset in the first half. I think like, you know, when you've been so angry, you feel hot. I've been so angry. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. Like it's taking. But I think it ended on a positive note. It ended yeah, so, wonder- so positive, wonderfully. Actually, yeah. hopeful as mm-hmm. as per usual. Hopeful. And Yam wants a book, yeah. guys. Her DMs are open. Okay, has not open. I, okay, Kiasi's your... DMs are open. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the, okay, even without us opening, okay, Kiasi's DMs, we've already had people slide. Yeah, man. Yeah. We yeah, have. It's okay. Anyway, it's okay. this has been such a great episode. Um, Gavani, where can they find us? You can find us at OK Kiasi on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can also email us at okkiasi at gmail.com. That's O-K-A-Y-K-I-A-S-I at gmail.com. Gang. Yeah, Yay. this has been excellent. And as always, I'm Shiko. I'm Nyam. And I'm Gavani. This has been OK Kiasi. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.